The third thing I want to talk about with the relationship with time, and it's really that that timeline that we put on ourselves, especially as a woman, especially as a woman, the timeline does not exist. And there is such a freedom and such a liberation when we take the timeline and we crumple it like a piece of paper and throw it out. We don't buy into the story of where we should be when, when we let go, when we surrender to the moment and the gifts and the beauty that exists in the now. But I get it because I lived there. I lived there for a long time. And sometimes I still do live there. And who knows, I might go back there. But in this moment, that that timeline is crumpled and I'm so absorbed in the gift. Hello, beautiful. I'm your host, Samantha Roberto, founder of the Vibrancy Method program, and I am honored to be your life and mindset coach today. I believe we are most vibrant when we are authentically ourselves, and quite often, it's our challenging moments in life that shape us to be that best version. I also believe that deep down, we all have an unshakable confidence within us, and sometimes we just need to be reminded of the light within and who we truly Truly are. So here we share empowered women's stories to highlight the importance of honoring the journey and to learn from their lessons. We've got a great episode for you today, so let's get to it. Hello, beautiful soul, and welcome back to the official, official first episode back since the what was supposed to be a three week. Christmas break hiatus that I took back in December 2020, which then ended up being, you know, a couple of months off because I realized I was energetically burnt out and going through a emotional train, emotionally challenging time in the background to then trying to come back thinking that I could piece it together and pull through that to then realizing that no, I desperately needed a break and uh, abruptly stop again last August before releasing an episode three weeks ago as a mini launch before this launch. So for those of you guys that have been here for a while, you will understand the timeline. You will know what has happened behind the scenes in my life. And um, this episode will make a lot of sense for you. For those of you guys that are new, welcome to the space. Feel free to go back and tune into past episodes. When you tune into them and when you, you listen will help piece things together as to what I just shared with you. That said, you can also just listen through to this episode and soak in all of the juiciness that I'm going to draw because in the past year and a half, there has been deep processes happening behind the scenes in my life, deep beingness in the processes happening behind the scenes in life. And I want to be able to extract and share with you some of the lessons that I've deeply learned as I feel that they can, you know, definitely be relatable to you too. So before we kick off, let's just take a beautiful deep breath just to bring us to the present moment. Inhale through your nose, all the way to the belly, and then exhale to release. We are officially here. So as I was thinking about what episode, you know, what topic to dive into for the first official episode back and what that means is that every Wednesday starting today, uh, you can expect weekly episodes that will be a variety. Some will be solo casts. Others will be bringing on really cool guests. Um, all will be around the topic of empowered women's vulnerable stories and really emphasizing the importance of the different modalities of the work so that we can learn from one another. We can share our vulnerable moments and really help each other through our own experiences and sharing, you know, those stories as a reflection to your own personal life and learn, you know, like I said, wisdom and extract the lessons and hopefully, you know, take whatever insights we have in our own, on our own personal journeys moving forward. That said, as I was thinking about the topic of the solo cast episode, I was like, what angle do I go into? Because my love This past year has been a freaking doozy and there's no way that I could go into it all in this one shot, but uh, I'm going to sort of graze the surface and it's going to give you some insight as to what to expect moving forward. So as I thought about the title of the topic and the angle I wanted to dive into, 
got to go into the relationship with time, our relationship with time, because time is so, so important. Yet it's something that I feel like so many of us, I'm guilty as well, but tend to take it for granted. You know, it's the one commodity that is constantly moving, the one thing that is constantly going hour after hour, minute after minute, second after second time is from the day we are born to the day we die. It is moving. Yet in our time that we are all gifted in the world, we choose to either spend or invest it accordingly, right? And when I think about spending versus investing time, what comes to me is a difference of mindset. It's a different lens of looking at it. Because at the end of the day, right here, right now, when I look, actually, I'm going to ask you first, how is your relationship with time? How does time make you feel? When you think about your life from you know being a young child to you know looking at the elderly, and when you think about engage where you are in your life, how do you feel about how you've spent slash invested your time? And if you were to step back from your life just in this moment, would you feel as if you've spent it or would you feel as if it's been an investment? And this isn't a trick question. It's just planting some thoughts for you to actually think about. And I'm pausing so you have a second to think. Do you feel that you spend or you invest your time? And then I'm going to share my answer. So when I think about that, and I'm at a point where I'm looking back at my life, there was a point in my life where I really used to struggle with time spent. I felt like I was kind of always busy being busy. I felt like I was wasting my time. I felt like I was almost suffocating, you know, beneath water, kind of gasping for air, kind of coming up, bobbing up at the top for surface, taking a gasp of air in, and then feeling like I was sinking down to the bottom. And then I'd be swimming, 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 trying to get up and then gasping for air and then sinking down in the bottom. And that's honestly how it felt for me for a really long time before I finally had this moment about eight years ago where life hit me and it's like, you can't keep going on like this. But now through my own personal journey, if you want to hear, if you're new here and you don't know my story, definitely go back and listen to episode one. You'll get There's a a 90-minute episode there that will share that story with you. But now, at this point that I'm at, where I'm at, I look back at at every single moment of my life, the good, the bad, the up, the down, the gasping, the struggling, the celebrations, and literally every single moment feels like it's been an investment. No time wasted, period. And that, my love... I say that with, with, you know, showing the insight of a victim versus empowered mindset. Because if time feels like it's being spent, well, that's showing the quality of the mind and that's showing that there's a victim mindset. It's feeling like there's a trade off and feeling like you're not feeling where you are supposed to be versus the empowered mindset, which is looking and saying, uh, uh-uh, uh, I am exactly where I'm meant to be, which no matter where you are, my love is the truth. And. I'm grateful for all of the lessons that have come out of all of the experiences that I've had and all the experience I've been blessed to have up to this point in my life at this very time. And when you heal the relationship with time, when you can actually look at your life as the blessing that it is, another truth, (laughs) and I say it with love and compassion to wherever you may be in your journey. But when when you really feel that ease, with where you are in your journey, no matter where you are, all of a sudden, there's just this surrender, this relax, this trust in the moment that you can just let go of control. And I'm going to tell you from someone who used to live very pent up, very tight knit, very like holding on so, so tightly to all of the things in my life to actually be at that point where I could just surrender and let go, drop the shoulders you know, lay back and just know that life is catching me and I'm exactly where I'm meant to be. Holy smokes, freedom. (laughs) Hello. (sighs) And I share that with you because through this podcast, we share empowered women's vulnerable stories. 
And if you go back to listen to any of the episodes that I have shared, and we talk about the hard stuff, we talk about the struggles, we talk, we don't sugarcoat life as if it's a bunch of unicorns and lollipops and rainbows and sunshines. Yes, it is in a lot of ways, but it's also the pain. It's also the struggling. It's also the challenges. It's also those moments of mercy where you're on your bathroom floor in the middle of the night crying begging for solution for whatever, you know, angst could be inside of you. We're not sugarcoating it, but what we say and what we promote, what every single guest who's been on the show has always said that those painful moments have led to the purpose, period, period. And every single episode, if you were to rewind and look back every single episode there, these women have been brave enough and courageous enough to speak about those challenging times, to speak about those shameful moments with nothing but compassion for themselves and coming from their hearts, wanting to share those moments to help, you know, put a reflection out in the world of their insights in case anybody else is having that bathroom on the floor moment that could be relatable to something that they had gone through to hopefully help them and say, you know what, this too shall pass. And it will make you stronger and you're going to be grateful for it one day. (laughs) Guaranteed. It's just going to take a little bit of time and being with the pain and finding the meaning in the suffering. Because my love, whenever we suffer, there is always, 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 always meaning behind it. And when we learn to work through the meaning, through the suffering and the meaning, through the challenging moments, that's really where we get our liberation. And when we work through the meaning, we get the liberation, all of a sudden we rise above it and the gift through that experience, the wisdom that comes through it is the paradigm shift of your reality because you know your strength. You've got that new view. You've got the experience and the wisdom to know that you can get through hard things and it'll only make you stronger and it will only make your life more um, beautiful moving forward, you know, because You'll be able to look yourself in the mirror and say, you've got it, been there, done that, worked through it, and I got it, and I'm still standing here strong. So I want you to take a moment right here, right now, and just pause and reflect back through all of the challenging things that you have been through in your past and acknowledge that you've got through them and that you are here, right here, right now, in this moment, in this blessed moment of time, still standing, still here. And maybe just take one more deep breath all the way to your belly. And allow yourself to put a smile on your face because you made it. So congratulations, love. And I honor you for the path that you've walked. I've honored you for your strength, for your courage, for your beauty, for your grace, for your light, for your hope, for your love. I feel it and I see it. And I think as women, it's super important that we celebrate each other through it all (laughs) because the world can be a hard place, yet it is so important to stay soft to not let the world harden your heart and to stay open to possibilities because when you do, that's really when life blossoms. So going back to the topic of time, a few subtopics within this topic that I want to share with you that may be relatable. Numero uno, finding your purpose and trusting time with that. So I feel very blessed the work that I do, the way that I support women, actually beyond women, the way that I support humanity. I feel as if I'm helping heal humanity, period, through the work that I do, through the way that I show up. Yes, I support, um, you know, women in one-to-one containers and I have a group coaching program called the Vibrancy Method. And I have an amazing self-study course called the Glow Up, but the gifts that I have and have worked through, um, is very, very, very much purpose-driven gifts. And I feel super grateful to have got into this place. That said, if I was to rewind eight years ago, I was living a very different life, working in real estate, very much in like the quote-unquote corporate hustle, 
you know, striving to close deals and, and negotiate and bring buyers and sellers together and always on the go working 24 seven and motivated in a very different way. I was externally motivated. I had almost like, um, I would, was looking to the outside world to see what I needed to feel fulfillment within. Okay. And what I found and what I've seen as a pattern with a lot of the people that I've worked with is oftentimes we will look for that external validation. We will look to, you know, money in the bank or buying certain items or buying the bigger house or going on the vacation or validation from other people and what other people perceive of us. But what I found at that point is even though I had been checking all of those, ex- those boxes that yes, you can still enjoy, you know, that are nice to have. They weren't necessarily need to have, even though I had the beautiful home, the five-year relationship, the successful career, the money in the bank, all of those things, something inside me deeply felt like it was missing. And so there I was looking at checking this and checking this and checking this and working on goal after goal after goal after goal before (laughs) I was like, what other goals am I going to hit? What's happening within? And what I also realized was that it was, it came down to a lack of internal fulfillment. There was a lack of purpose that I had, yet I didn't necessarily know what that looked like. So my personal journey, for those of you guys that know me, led me on a, um, taking a pause from real estate, going through a breakup, immersing myself in travel and in just jumping into new experiences over and over and over and again, because I knew what I knew in the life that I had, but I also knew that there was a whole world out there to experience and a whole variety of different ways that we could live in this world. So I was lucky enough and blessed enough to have flung myself experience after experience after experience into a variety of different rooms and places and people and so that I could really shape myself through, okay, I love this. I don't like that. This is my drive. That's not my thing. This is a, this is that before, you know, as I could narrow down what it is I love. When I first launched the podcast, cause it came, um, the podcast really was the first, my f- jumping into this space of personal development came through the show first. You know, I didn't have a business behind it. I just knew that I had a, you know, something I wanted to share in a creative project within. And the encouragement I have for you, my love, is if there's something that you are leaning towards or something that you love, carve time and make time for it. You know, find, courses you can take in it, find people who are also interested in it, maybe schedule it out an hour a week or two hours a week where you can dedicate time to that. But you don't necessarily have to have the bigger picture. Now in this place, I feel super aligned to my purpose and I have an avenue and a business behind it and different ways where I can communicate what that is. And for me, and it's a gift to the world. I can share this with other people. But back then I didn't necessarily know what that was. So what I did was just whatever I could kind of make that sort of made sense, just jumped into that and just jump into this and just jump into this. Do not get frozen in fear by doing the right thing or making sure you're on the right path. Action leads to clarity. So as long as you are jumping in the direction that you think or you feel might be a good next step, it will start carving its way. It will start taking shape. Okay. For me in behind then, you know, in the background, before launching my podcast, I did my yoga teacher training. You know, I I knew I wanted to be, you know, a teacher in the mind body connection. I knew there was something there. So I immersed myself in yoga teacher training. Did I want to be a yoga teacher? No, but I knew that that was a step towards the right direction. Did it. I did my Reiki certification. Did I want to be a Reiki practitioner? Not necessarily, but I knew that that type of work was important. Did it. You know, Vipassana meditation. I knew that, you know, I've done two and a half Vipassanas. I've gone to a number of Mind Valley events. I've invested in a number of courses. I did Dr. Joe Dispenza's advanced training. Did I know exactly what it was all going to look like in the end? No, but they were next intelligent steps. Okay. And then at that point, as you start immersing yourself towards your purpose and you take the next intelligent step, when you jump, the next step is going to show itself. Okay. So it's just a matter of taking it one step at a time. One step at a time is all you need to do. You do not have to know the bigger picture, but if you can get into alignment, 
if you can honestly be true to yourself and if you can listen to the whispers of your heart and let that part of you speak from that aligned place, well, my love, you're going to have a lot more clarity moving forward and you are going to bend space and time. You're going to cut the relationship, the, the amount of time it's going to take you to get there. You can cut it in half, if not even more, if you just be honest with yourself. If you take a moment to be honest with yourself and if you let your heart speak, if you are courageous enough to quiet down and listen to the messages that are on your heart for the way that you want to live, the people that you want to surround yourself, the life that you want, the things that you want, the experiences you want to have, the gifts you want to share, whatever it is that comes up with you, if you are courageous enough to listen, silence the outside world, silence those external things and listen. I promise that there is an unshakable wisdom within that will pipe up. It may be a whisper in the beginning, but like I said, you do not have to have it screaming at you. Listen to the whisper. Okay. And so taking a high level view at this journey of my purpose, you know, I took all of those courses. I studied all those things and then I launched the podcast. (laughs) Okay. So I jumped in two feet. I launched the podcast in 24 hours of producing and editing the whole thing. And then I just promised myself I was going to stay consistent. So consistency is key. Whatever it is that you love, whatever it is that you want to do, whatever direction you want to go, stay consistent with it. Trust that everything's working out in the big picture. And if you invest your time now at this age, this young age, and I'm going to say young, whether you're listening and you're 20 years old or whether you're listening and you're 60, you are the youngest you will ever be. Let that sink in. Right here, right now, listening to this podcast, you are the youngest you will ever be. You can be 80 years old listening. You are still the youngest you will ever be. How are you going to invest your time? Let this be a reflection from the universe. Let this be a whisper from the universe to use your time in a noble way. Invest it in things that make your heart happy. And then when you know what that is, when you have an idea what that is, stay consistent. Okay. So I stayed consistent with the podcast over and over every single week for like the first 40 or 50 episodes. I was investing like anywhere from 15 to 20 hours a week into the podcast, in editing, in producing. I didn't know anything about any of this stuff. Nothing, nada. Was the least tech savvy person you could have met. I actually used to identify as being computer illiterate. It was that bad. And yet there was a fire within me. The whisper within my heart was so strong that I was willing to trade that time, that 15 to 20 hours slaving away, because let me tell you, I was slaving away editing every um, every uh, every breath, everything to produce this episode. And I stayed consistent. The amount of, I used to release on Thursdays, but the amount of Wednesday nights that were spent all nighters during that period of my life to make sure that I had my episode ready for 7 a.m. Thursday the next day. You could ask my ex, my ex-partner, Simon, who I'm going to actually speak about in a second. He couldn't believe it. He's like, you are the most hardworking person I know. Where did this come from? And that came from alignment, from living in alignment and knowing that what I was doing, even though it paid me zero at the time, the fulfillment I got within, you couldn't put a price on it. And I actually burnt the boat from all of the external validation things. I went from making an income, and I'm going to be honest with you, with real estate, I was, I had everything, time, money, and freedom when I was in that profession. But I burnt the boat with it because I knew if I wanted to go all in on this path, all of my energy had to be there. And I don't don't necessarily suggest this for you. Typically, when I work with clients, we work on making sure you know you're set up in a way where it's strategic, where you take the leap of faith into what you're working on. Because what I did, burning the boat was definitely the all or nothing approach. It was the harder option, but I had faith within myself that I could do it. I walked away from making well over six figures. Actually, to keep it frank with you, I was making about 170000 a year, working five months of the year, seven months off, traveling around the world, living the high life, had it all. And you know what? I got to a point where I was on that bathroom floor, on my hands and knees in the middle of the night, begging, begging for clarity, begging for understanding as to why I wasn't fulfilled. A lot of the clients I work with, reach points of their life when we talk about dark nights of the soul, 
or existential crisis, but I actually, I actually call it an existential awake awakening. And that really is these moments in life when all of a sudden you look around at the life that you've built, the life that once felt so secure, that felt so safe. And you look around and you're like, none of this actually makes sense anymore. None of this has meaning. This money in my bank, this success I'm getting, this, these accolades literally mean nothing to me. And uh, for anybody who may be at that point, if you are at that point, you know, I, my heart goes to you in a sense, because I know how lonely and excruciating it can feel being there. And I also know the beauty that comes on the other side of it through time, through the paradigm shift, through the lessons learned, through the deeper meaning and how beautiful those exact moments make life. Because what I, what I also know to be true is that through confusion comes clarity, period. And I'm going to repeat that through confusion comes clarity. So if you are in a moment of your life where you feel confused, just take a deep breath and give yourself grace because I promise you that this exact moment in your life, you're going to look back at it one, at one point and just be so grateful for the lessons that are here for you and the gifts that are here for you right here, right now. So through my confusion, through walking away, I burnt the boat, walked away from a lot of security, a lot of money, going all in on this vision this whisper in my heart, knowing that it was bigger than me, knowing that there's a deeper meaning and a deeper purpose to it. It was scary as freaking hell. (laughs) Scary as freaking hell to go through. But I look back at the courage that it took that woman to make those bold moves. And I just, I literally love her so much. Another famous quote that I love is that fortune favors the bold. And this is so true. I feel like there's so many truths. Just truth drop, truth bomb, truth bomb, another truth bomb. Fortune favors the bold. And when you think about fortune, fortune is really so much more beyond thinking about money. Fortune for me, I think about is like a feeling of abundance, living life in color, living life in alignment, living life with appreciation for the gift that it is, the gift of this moment. And fortune really does. When you are willing to live your life in a bold way, when you are living, willing to pull the reins on your life and listen, go from, and when I say pull the reins, I'm, I'm saying pull the reins from your, your head and pull them down into your heart. That's it. That's the journey. The longest journey you'll take is literally from your head to your heart. So when you pull the reins on your life and pull them down from living from your head and the you shoulds and the judgment and the external validation, you pull it down to start living from your heart. Fortune lives there. And that fortune is priceless. So through my own purpose, jumping into the podcast led me into coaching and led me into, you know, really using the gifts that I have in this world. And little by little, layer by layer, trusting time and staying curious with it and staying consistent on working on the mastery behind my gifts to the world. You know, I, I ended up getting into coaching and uh, it's it's led me on this beautiful, beautiful journey over the past two and a half years. That said, I believe that we are all individually born with gifts. And it's up to us individually and also up to us, like each other, to help each other find each other's gifts. But it's up to us to uncover our gifts and to know what they are and to explore those inner gifts and then to share them with the world. You know, first explore them for yourself to really understand them, to really be with them, to really, you know, uncover the layers. And oftentimes they say your passion, your purpose is birthed out of your pain. So if you're looking for your gifts right now, look at the moments that are hard. Look at the, the struggles that you've gone through. There's definitely a gift in that. And then when you transmute that pain, when you alchemize that pain, when you work through it, there's definitely gifts that you can share with the world. So I had said that, you know, you, you work them through for yourself. But then as you work it through yourself and as you get clarity on it, you can actually share those gifts with one and one another. And this journey of life, if we were to actually question the big question, what's the point of life? What's the point of the time, this time here on earth? Isn't it just to like, remember who we are, <laughs> like beyond all of the things that we think we are beyond all of the labels of good or bad, or this or that, or your occupation or your relationship status, or your, what you identify as a mother, a sister, a friend, a partner, whatever, isn't it just to remember who you are and that you are a loving soul here to experience this beautiful life 
to have fun, to share love, to spread joy, to be light, to experience your life through the senses and be inspired to create the life of your dreams. Like, doesn't that sound fun? Because <laughs> at this point in time, that's what I honestly believe. And that's what I feel. And, and that's what I see every single day. And the more that I see it, the more I believe it. And by believing in that, by knowing that in my heart, I reflect that light. I reflect that energy out to everybody I encounter. And it's almost like through that reflection, through the mirror of just being myself, being you, hello, be beautiful, being your beautiful self, your authenticity, it ignites other people. It ignites their souls too. It reminds them that it's okay for them to be who they are. And to be honest, at this point, nothing else matters. Like it literally makes all of the other materialistic things, I don't want to say meaningless because you still enjoy it, but you have a deeper appreciation for the truth beneath all of those things. And it really is a beautiful way to live. So purpose, wherever you are in your purpose, trust time, follow your heart, learn your values. There's different things you can do to kind of help um, help with finding your purpose. Number one, like I said, look at the pain. And number two, find out what your five core values are. When you find out what your values are and you start living in alignment with your values, all of a sudden you'll start noticing what's important. You'll start calling in and energetically attracting the things that are for you. Okay. Topic number two, that was a big lesson for me is relationships and trusting time with relationships. Oh my gosh. For those of you guys that are connected with me on Instagram, you'll know what I'm referring to. And for not connected on Instagram, definitely find me there. It's at Samantha Roberto. I post a lot of real-time content and stories in between the podcast. Time, my my relationship with time deepened because of my personal relationship with others this year. So rewinding, to December 2020, when I put the podcast on hold, I was going through an energetic and emotional burnout. The truth was behind the scenes, I was feeling depleted from the situation I was in because I had realized that I wasn't listening to a piece of my heart. At that time, I was living in the island of Grenada with my then partner, Simon. And uh, behind closed doors, things weren't good. You know, we were both energetically, emotionally drained. We were going through an unhealthy dynamic, I would say, with our relationship. Yet it was really hard because so much of the relationship made a lot of sense. So much of the relationship felt really good, but there was a whole part of it that really, really didn't. So when I went back to Canada in February, 2021, I left him at the airport. We were still dating. I went back to Thunder Bay and I had a moment. I had, a, you know, I was there for about two weeks and the depression, I would say, that took over me the feeling of helplessness that I had during that period. I remember at one point I looked in the mirror and I just couldn't recognize the woman looking back. And I specifically got closer to the mirror, stared myself in the eyes and said, where are you? Where are you? Where did you go? And as I stared into my empty, what felt like empty eyes, all of a sudden I saw a glimmer, a little shine from a part of myself that I had realized that I had pushed down. And so when I found that and I saw that glimmer, I almost like hooked onto it. And I said, like, like I, I couldn't let it go. I craved that, that sparkle. And when I said, please like, come, like, tell me, where is that? Where did you go? I realized that it came from a part of my heart that I had muted in my relationship because from the outside, things looked really, really good. But then inside, I didn't like, I knew it wasn't the right relationship for me at that time. And I didn't want that part of me to speak up. So I muted her. So when I finally acknowledged her and gave her center stage to speak, and she told me, you're not in the right relationship, honey. You caused your suffering. You muted me. You knew this wasn't the right relationship, but you also didn't want to rock the boat. You also felt comfortable. You also, you, you chose to ignore the truth not anymore. And when I realized I had been ignoring my truth, that part of me, my whole truth, I knew I had to go through a breakup. So long story short, ended up breaking up with Simon. And uh, I didn't want to go through the breakup in, in Thunder Bay, in my hometown. It was just too small, too hard. So I moved to Montreal to a city where I knew no one and, um, or basically no one. 
very much felt like I started on my own again and cocooned. I put a wall up, didn't speak to Simon, like wouldn't speak to him. Sort of like, I'm a bit ashamed to say, but I like blocked him. Like, you know, when you go through some breakups when like, you know, sometimes you ease off and you're okay and you let it go. And then other breakups feel very abrupt. When he and I broke up, it needed to be abrupt because we were so entangled that if it wasn't for the abrupt breakup, there's no way that we could have got out of it. And so we went through an abrupt breakup and it happened more on my side where I put up the wall. And to be honest, I blocked him everywhere, deleted him everywhere. And I did not think of him for nine months. And during that time between May of 2021 until December of last year, 2021, I did not think of him at all until (laughs) one day I, um, going to tell the story in the future more in depth, but I'll give you the the Cliff's notes. Now I went into uh, Staples, went into Staples on a mundane, let's say Wednesday, two hours later from a stranger I met at Staples was on my way to go do, you know, met him, talk to him. And he had invited me to an ayahuasca ceremony. And two hours later, I was driving out to Brossard, Quebec, a place I'd never been just on the outskirts of Montreal to go do my first three-day ayahuasca journey. Not going to go into the details of all of that because that is a whole podcast episode in itself, but through the experience of ayahuasca, which is a Peruvian tea, ayahuasca for those of you guys who aren't familiar with it, um, I actually did an episode on it a couple back. I think it's like in episode 64. It'll say ayahuasca in the title. If you want to go learn more, go listen to that one. But it's a Peruvian tea that works sort of as a, it's a shamanic tool and a psychedelic and and really using plant medicine to help you access different parts of yourself that are otherwise hard to access. It is something that you want to make sure that if you do end up going to do, um, you are with a reputable space, a reputable shaman, and that you feel really good about going and doing it. Again, I'm going to go and put the, the don't try this at home, you know, um, warning there, but ayahuasca was for me an incredible experience. And the way that I share it on a higher level is that it actually melted my frozen heart. So when Simon and I had broken up, it was almost like that block I put up was like a block of ice around my heart. And I didn't allow myself to feel any of the breakup or any of the pain. But then as the plant medicine, as the ayahuasca went through, it was a three-day ceremony. And on the first day, um, you know, I, I didn't really think about him too much, but there was a period of, in the journey where I ended up getting really sick. You know, being sick and vomiting, purging is very common in ayahuasca. So there was a point where I was purging a lot. And Simon, his his soul, you know, his is like almost like childlike essence came to support me during that. And he would not leave my side. So even though nine months had passed, even though I had blocked him all of a sudden in this moment where I felt so alone and I was sick and not feeling good, here was his essence. And I could really feel his presence there. It was quite healing. And then day two of the ceremony, I literally cried the entire time but not a heavy cry, not a wailing cry. It was like a soft cry of, you know, just feeling like feeling grief for the relationship and feeling grief for um, missing him. I actually, for the first time in nine months since our relationship, allowed myself the space to feel the pain of losing somebody that I love or the pain of you know, having it not work out or the pain of being alone or the pain of just the memories in the good times. And then the, the third day, without going into so many details, I re-experienced like through the, the journey of ayahuasca, I re-experienced every single moment of our relationship. I relived every single hug, every single kiss, every single fight, every single you know, every single adventure we had, every single moment of our freaking relationship, I relived as if I was there in the moment. And in that moment, during the ceremony, as I saw from like a third party, all of these beautiful moments, I realized that those moments themselves, when they were happening, were actually perfect. And that the layer of my filtered mind put expectations on those moments in the moment 
of it not being good enough or, you know, me being upset with him or me wanting something different or me being caught up in something. Like I just saw how my mind had intercepted the beauty of the moment and actually like taken away from me being in the present moment at the time and kind of like sabotaged it. (laughs) And I was so sad. And so day three of the ayahuasca ceremony, I just cried the whole time too, because I was so sad that, that the mind pulled away from these beautiful moments. And I saw how those moments themselves were just perfect, exactly as they were. And yet there I was in my mind feeling like it was not good enough. And then I felt sad for all of the times in my life that I've judged the moment as not being enough or judged myself as not being good enough. When in fact, looking back, it was perfect. And I cried the third day of the ayahuasca ceremony because there was nothing more that I wanted than to go back to those moments. And it was very much around my my relationship, those moments with my ex where I could relive, you know, another night under the stars in Grenada dancing on the beach. Another moment where one of us would hit a milestone and we'd be celebrating each other and pop the champagne. Or another moment where, you know, something would happen really hard in one of our lives and you had the other person there. I cried like a baby the entire time reliving those moments. And because all I wanted was just to relive another second of it. But in those moments, I realized they'd gone. And it broke my heart so much. So it was almost like I was processing the, the grief of time. You know, the grief of time past, the grief of the moments I didn't fully appreciate. And it chokes me up now even just thinking about it because it's such a deep truth. And so moving on from that, I just, I said never again, or I would try to live my life appreciating the moment, appreciating time as much as I could, because here I was in this moment, you know, at that point I was 34 years old. It was going to be my 35th birthday in a couple of days. I said, how lucky am I to have this realization at this point in my life, looking forward and to hopefully appreciate most moments looking forward. So again, relationship with time. As I left ayahuasca, the ceremony, I went back home. I, for the first time in nine months, reached out to my ex and just said like, hey, I'm finally ready to talk. And so he and I got on a call and it was shaking when he, when he, when he first called me, he FaceTimed me and like literally couldn't even get anything out. I just saw him for the first time in nine months and cried for 10 minutes straight and he cried too like there were no words that could express the love that we had for each other and the pain that we had to suffer through we then we didn't have to suffer but the, the pain that came with you know the depth of our relationship and then you know we ended up having a beautiful four-hour phone call and there was so much in my life that I wanted to show him where it was like it was almost like the the little girl in me wanted to show the boy in him like Look what look at the life I built. Look, I moved to Montreal. Look, I have this apartment. This is what I do. Look, this is what's happening in my business. This is what I'm working on. Almost like, you know, like that part, just like wanting to share all of the beautiful things that have happened. And uh, he was just so proud of me and vice versa. And it was just such a beautiful moment for us to have come back around at that place nine months later to be there and be like, we're good. That was in January. Fast forward couple of months. And then he and I, like exes do, there's some small ego things that came up. We started fighting again and ended up like kind of blocking each other. And I was like, fuck this guy, screw him. Ah, you know, I'm annoyed, blah, blah, blah. You know, we get entangled again in the mind stuff. Then all of a sudden, one month ago, it was May, the beginning of May. And a friend of mine from Germany had called and he said, Hey, are you going to be coming to this event? A-Fest. So A-Fest is an event that Mind Valley an amazing personal development company, um, a whole host. It's almost like a TEDx meets Burning Man. I've been to the one in Bali, which Simon and I originally had gone together when we first started dating. It's actually at AFS Bali where we made our relationship official. We then went to Portugal and then he and I had then collaborated with my Valley on different retreats and different things moving forward. But my one of my friends, um, Rarik, bless him. He's such a beautiful light, called me and he says, so are you coming to Jordan? And I said, no, you know what? I'm not going to go. I'm not really feeling it this year. He says, oh, come on. You got to come. You got to come. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. It was coming up. Like the event was in like three days. 
And then I said, well, the hotel sold out. There's a lot of logistics. It's in the Middle East. There's, you know, travel has been kind of crazy because of COVID. I don't know what I'm going to do. He's like, you're going to stay with me. You're going to come to Jordan. And I looked at him. He's like, I'm going to call you. I'm going to video call. And he called me right away. And I'm like, you know what? When have I ever regretted a trip that I've, I've taken? Like in the past, for the way I've lived my life, for any of those edges or those cliffs or those scary moments, when have I ever regretted actually taking the leap? Never. Okay. So listen, my love, if you're on the edge of any like leaps, take them, take them, take them, take them, jump, 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 just do it. And I did the same advice. I just did it. And literally the next day, bought my ticket, flew the next day to Jordan, landed in uh, in the Middle East. It was the first time I was there in any Middle Eastern country. Absolutely freaking beautiful. Incredible, incredible experience. The plot twist to all of this is that I had booked so last minute. I didn't realize that someone else had also booked last minute. And the night before he arrived, one of my other friends who was there, Tanya, looked at me and said, you know that Simon's coming, don't you? <sighs> what? <laughs> I, I like scoured through the sites. I scoured through everything like to make sure that he wasn't going to be there because I got into an art fight with him a couple months prior and didn't want to see him again. But no, he had also booked last minute. I actually think we might have booked at the same time and uh, just missed that each other were going. And so the next day, as I went down for day one of the events, I gave someone a hug. And as I looked over their shoulder, standing right behind them, staring at me dead in my eyes, was my ex, who the last time I saw at the airport in Grenada told me the next time he saw me, you know, he wanted to marry me and he wanted to move forward and all of that. Like there was like, when we last saw each other, we we went through a breakup when we were separated, you know, and then all of that stuff that I just shared with you happened. So the next day when I went down to the event and my partner was there, you best believe it was super awkward. And the next four days were some of the most challenging I had experienced in my freaking life. But Thank freaking God for a testament to the work because if I didn't have my practices, my rituals, the tools that I have invested in and worked on so deeply behind the scenes of my life, I would have like completely imploded and just let my emotions hijack my system. Thankfully, with the awareness and the tools, I could navigate the intense title of the experience that that was seeing him for the first time with as much grace as I needed. And um, the one thing I will say about it is that we basically both agree that we experienced the four years of our relationship of knowing each other in those four days. And it was filled with ups and downs and lefts and rights and highs and lows and crying and hugging. And it was just, it was freaking intense. And I wouldn't have had it any other way. Going to Jordan, getting that opportunity to be able to meet him and close our love story, it almost felt like it was a closure of that chapter. It couldn't have happened in any other way. And I just look back, I'm so blessed. And it makes me trust my relationship with time even more because there's no way in heck that... I could have planned for that. You know, there's no way that you could plan for something that to happen in that way. Like that is divine timing at its best. So going through that experience with him and getting that opportunity for that deep healing on that level is just like, I look, it's like, what a gift, what a gift. And I had no idea that it was going to give me life was going to give that opportunity. And so he and I honored our relationship and, you know, there'll be more on this, you know, in future episodes, but what's important. And what I want to share with you is Since that moment a month ago, coming back to Montreal, something has happened energetically with men in my life. And all of a sudden, literally out of nowhere, it's like all of the men are around and I'm just seeing amazing men everywhere. And they're showing up for me in ways that I had never, ever, ever you know, really experienced before. And I know that this is all just a reflection of the inner work and the stuff that I have done on my life. So I share all this to say, if you're struggling in your relationship or if you're struggling with finding a relationship, the most important relationship you have is the one with the person looking back at you in the mirror. Start there, 
work there and just trust that if you put in the time and if you invest in being your best version and you invest on healing your heart and you invest on doing the hard things, looking at the hard things, releasing the patterns, life will reward you. Absolutely. It will reward you. And so I'm super excited this season of life where I am moving forward because I feel like I've never, ever, ever dated from such an empowered place. And I wish and I hope that all women get the experience of dating from this place of worthiness. Because I think about the version of me that used to date from a place of not feeling good enough, looking for a partner to fill parts of myself that I didn't think were worthy, looking for someone who I felt like, you know, I needed, I needed a man, I needed this. And it's a totally different energy. And being on this side of the fence, being where I am right now, having gone through and done the hard thing and cocooned and, you know, chosen a path of like, I was celibate for like 10 months, like for a long period, cocooned, not dating, focusing on myself, doing the hard work. I would not change it any other way. And I know that whoever I'm dating moving forward, the level of partner I'm going to attract is a totally different quality of person than what I would have attracted from a place, you know, from where I was before. And that brings me to the third point. The third thing I want to talk about with the relationship with time. And it's really that, that timeline that we put on ourselves, especially as a woman, especially as a woman, the timeline does not exist. And there is such a freedom and such a liberation when we take the timeline and we crumple it like a piece of paper and throw it out. We don't buy into the story of where we should be when, when we let go, when we surrender to the moment and the gifts and the beauty that exists in the now. But I get it because I lived there. I lived there for a long time. And sometimes I still do live there. And who knows, I might go back there. But in this moment, that that timeline is crumpled and I'm so absorbed in the gift. And so speaking as a 35-year-old woman, I think this is really important. I remember when I turned 30, when I turned 29, okay? So when I was between the ages of 27 to 32, those five years, six years, I was traveling around the world. And when I was 29, traveling around the world, anytime I would share with people what I was doing, usually older people, like, you know, parents or, you know, uh, people with work or different things, the outside world, let's say, I'd share with them what I was doing. When I was 29 doing it, there was always this energy of like, oh my God, good for you. Do it now. Go while you're young. But the minute I turned 30, <laughs> let me tell you about when I turned 30, I would speak to the same freaking people about what it was I was doing or where I was going. And when they found out my age, or found out, you know, that I was 30, it was like a different reaction. It was more like, well, don't you want kids? When are you going to settle down? Don't you want, don't you want a family one day? It's like all of a sudden the energy and the thing behind it. And it literally changed with an artificial number. Like, yes, it changed from 29 to 30. The, the concept, the conceptual, um, societal, a construct around what you should be as a 29-year-old versus what you should be in your 30s. And it was freaking hard. And to be honest, there was a period there for a little bit where I felt the weight and the pressure within myself first, but also the weight of the world. And I questioned like, yeah, I do want kids. Yes, I do want a family. Yes, there is the biological clock that's ticking. Tick, tock, tick, tock, tick, tock, constantly going. And it was hard. It was an excruciating thing of feeling like, you know, what's wrong with me? I looked at around a lot of the people who were I grew up with and they were getting married and they were having kids and they were on their path. And there I was single and, and confused and unsure with what I wanted, feeling unfulfilled with the life that I had created, yet so curious about what else I could do. And uh, it took a while for that energy to process. But the more in alignment, the, the whole key around all of this is al alignment, alignment with your soul, with your mind, with your body, with your heart, with your soul. It's what we work on in all of the programs and all of my um, teachings that I do, my courses that I do. The more you get into alignment, the more at peace you will be with your own timeline. And the more you won't care about your timeline. And I'm going to tell you something. There is a difference between being a 35-year-old who is okay with being 35 and having not figured that part of my life yet 
versus when I was, you know, I could have been 35 and really stressed out and anxious about it every day, worrying about not having a partner, worrying if I was going to ever have kids, worrying whether or not I was going to have this or that. And yes, I like, hey, look, I'm a life coach, right? I help people strategically and successfully build their lives in a direction that they want to go so that they are happy. Yes, there is an element of envisioning and crafting and creating the life that you want, but there's also an important element of letting go of the the pressure of the timeline and when it's going to happen. And so if you're a woman in your thirties and you're feeling the pressure of your biological clock, because there's so much pressure on women, number one, with like, you know, having a, you know, work, have a family, be a mom, do this, do that. Like there's, there's a, there's a lot that a lot of the burden that women carry, but also if you're feeling the pressure of your biological clock, you know, give yourself grace give yourself grace and really notice your mind and and saying like what is your mind making this what is the meaning behind this because the difference between somebody who's 35 and who's freaking out a bit about it and 35 who's okay with it is being able to understand the deeper meaning within it and if you feel like you're freaking about out about where you are and you don't feel like you're far, far enough and you don't feel like you're this or you don't feel like you're that listen I'm I don't I'm not putting this podcast out in a way to at all you know minimize your emotions, not at all. This is coming with a space of acceptance for exactly as you feel and a space of encouragement to question those mindset, you know, what your mind is saying, narratives, the emotions that are coming up, the heaviness that's there and exploring the things that may be uncomfortable. Because if you are willing to have the courage to explore it, if you are willing to navigate your internal world, the outside world won't be able to touch you, my love. And there is the freedom, the freedom that your soul craves exists in that place. And so in my program, uh, the vibrancy method, we talk about different archetypes. And one of the archetypes that we have that I've created is called your inner mean girl, the mean girl between your ears, your inner critic. And she is constantly, if we don't realize that she's in there, she will constantly on an unconscious subconscious level, beat you up. (laughs) She will constantly tell you, you are not enough. You are not worthy. You should be further. Nobody likes you. You're going to be alone the rest of your life. You're never going to have kids. You're never going to have this. And she's doing this all out of a loving place, trying to keep you safe, but it's not necessarily serving you. And so one thing I did to help uh, my clients and one gift I have for you, I went ahead and I created to bring awareness to who your inner mean girl could be. (laughs) Go ahead in the show notes, there should be a link to a quiz, a very quick quiz you can take that will help you realize what narrative um, she is running. Okay. And once you realize what narrative she is running, you'll have more awareness to the things that she's saying. And once you are more aware of that, you'll be able to hopefully have the tools and the support to be able to process and release that energy because those blocks that exist within you are the exact blocks that are blocking the things that you want. Okay. And I'm seeing this, I've seen it time and time again in my life. I saw it when I was confused about my purpose. It was beating me up, you know, about uh, where I was at in life. I was confused, you know, in my relationship, I was confused in the year of being single. But the more I let myself be with that confusion and navigate it, I cannot tell you how beautiful life has become. And so I hope this long winded episode served you. It's sort of a quick snapshot to where I, where, you know, some of the lessons I've learned in this past year of isolation, but there's so many more that are going to come through. And the theme of the podcast moving forward is the divine feminine unhinged. Personally, I am done playing small. I am done, you know, playing safe. I am all in on supporting as many women as I possibly can in turning their lights on. And remembering who the F they are. So on that note, my love, if you loved today's episode, please share it with two girlfriends. And uh, if you felt inspired by today's episode, I would really, really appreciate it if you could leave a podcast review, whether it's on Spotify or on Apple. Um, podcast reviews definitely make a difference in terms of viewership and get more eyes on it. So the more women that can you know, hear this, the more we can support each other and I can't thank you enough for being there to support me on my personal journey. And I just pray and I hope that everything and anything I ever share or put out supports you 10 times more uh, because I definitely, definitely, definitely feel your love. So on that note, 
Next week, we will have an empowered guest on. So mark your calendars. And until then, keep being you. Be beautiful. Thanks for listening. If you love today's episode, we have many more amazing topics to come. So make sure to subscribe to never miss a beat. And since you made it this far, take a screenshot and tag me on Instagram at Samantha Roberto and tell me what was your biggest takeaway? I want to know if you're looking for even more support, make sure to check out samantharoberto.com for more information about my coaching packages and stay tuned because next week we have another incredible episode being dropped. And don't worry if you're super eager, we have a whole bunch of binge worthy life-changing episodes already posted so you can keep going there. Remember you are most beautiful when you are you. So turn up your light and shine and we'll see you next week. Thank you.